We're in a bare room. There's pipes everywhere. This is not the official set. It's not done. No, it hasn't even started yet. Here for the first time ever in our new home base. The wrong borough, but the right neighborhood. The only, the only little Italy that matters. Wrong yeah. borough, right neighborhood. I like that. It took Brooklynites. Listen, the history of little Italy is very rich. Yeah. It's been here longer than any other little Italy in America, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, yeah. as far as I know. And it is the most profound. When people come to New York, they come to Little Italy. Yeah. Any tourist from Italy, I feel any tourist from anywhere, when you think of Italians in America, you think of Little Italy, Mulberry Street. So we are here for the first time ever, Rocco Michela, and of course, John Viola, who just wouldn't be possible without. But we just want to thank you for this opportunity. And it's really like a, a, a moment where I feel like everything we've been doing for six years, like, makes sense. Yeah. And we have a place to do what we need to do. Well, thank you guys. I mean, you guys have accomplished so much, and to throw it in together with what we've accomplished and, yeah, to take it here to – I mean, we're, we are at the heart of Little Italy. This is Mulberry and Grands. You can't get more central to Italian-America than this, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the thank you's reciprocated. What's amazing is that um, going into this – We've had so many discussions, and being an Italian-American philanthropist, these blocks have been getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, instead of five or six blocks, really, there's two, three strong blocks left. And our mission together is to keep whatever is here Italian. Like, no more different businesses. Like, we got to keep it pure to what it was meant to be 120 years ago. So I think something that we really want to promote in this area, now that we're here, is that you come visit Little Italy, you come visit us, and then after you visit us, go see some of the local yeah. uh, eateries here, yeah. restaurants, got great uh, desserts in the area, great cafes, cigar, anything you want to do that's Italian-American, you could do in these two blocks. You could shop for some groceries, you could sit down and eat, but when, I, when you come visit us, make sure you visit what else this neighborhood has to offer. It's got a lot to offer this neighborhood. This is a, you know, look, it's smaller than it's been, but that doesn't take away from the vibrancy of it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, people from Italy still come here. People from all over America come here, right? Like you can see behind us now, this hasn't stopped moving all day. So, you know, I always saw this as like a lifeboat. Mm-hmm. You know, if if this if the neighborhood feels like it's it's struggling to catch its breath and keep its head above water, what, what better thing for us to provide than a lifeboat? You know, my experience so far being in Little Italy for, you know, we, we this has been in the works for a little while, but, you know, we came, we came, checked it out, we stopped here a few times. It's it's amazing because a lot of people say Little Italy is dead. You know, there's, what are the Italians, what are the Italians? But we've been here hours today, in previous days, and there's still, like, a large group of Italian tourists coming. Yeah. 
large group of Italians coming. Obviously, the businesses surrounding here are not so Italian, but I, I believe this puts our mission to the test. And I know John can agree, and that's why you thankfully brought us on board. Our whole agenda this whole time was, you know, promote the Italian culture as best as we can, right? This is like, everybody always asks us, how are you doing that? How are you doing that? You could do it through memes. You could do it through comical vid videos. You could do, do it through podcasts, do it through relatable videos, but... Hopefully we can be that pulse that little Italy needs. That presence. That presence that it'll give people a reason to stop in little Italy, in little Italy to whether it to be to to share the characters that we bring along to see how Italians are actually still here and thriving, and uh, you know hopefully serve as a as a home base for Italian American culture. So I'm very excited, and you know John, I know Sabino said it. But I want to say it too. Just thank you for the opportunity. Thanks now, for changing our lives. Hey, yeah, listen, guys. Yeah. It, it changes everything that we're doing at the podcast too, because you know you guys have done an amazing job over what do you say six years, something five six years, mm -hmm. to not just be engaged and creative, but to build and maintain an audience and, and communicate with them in a way that they come back. That's really difficult. You know what I mean? You could be you could be popular for a little while and then. Oh, and I and I have gotten to know you guys well enough to know you you did it organically. You know, you know, buying slow, followers slow, from Thailand slow and, and slow and steady. You like the, the Italian way. Put your head down and work. Yep. And so you guys have been able to speak to a whole new generation of people who everybody thinks this is dead. And everybody tells us oh, there's no room for brick and mortar anymore, clubs anymore, because young kids don't. no, young people do want this. They're just not being served in the way that they relate to. Right. You guys have done an excellent job relating to them, and I think combined we can now bring them to a physical experience yep. and be the, the town hall of Little Italy. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to, I'm sure we're going to generate huge upside even for the businesses around here. And, and that's what we want to do. Yep. We want to make people happy to rent in Little Italy, to buy in Little Italy. And, you know, one thing I do want to say is that now that we're here, the restaurants definitely need to step up a little. Not all of them, <laughs> but some of them. There's two or three that I really like here, and then the rest are a tourist trap. Now that we're here, please bring your A game. We're gonna have you taste test all these, but <laughs> we should have order frozen meatballs. No, no, you, you can't know? freeze stuff. I mean, some people have checked out a little bit because you get tourists from places that yeah, have no yeah. idea. It's like you know. But we do want the best out of everybody too. Well, that's the thing is that when you're coming to Little Italy for the first time. What do you have to really look at or go to to tell you where to go eat, where to get your espresso? What TripAdvisor? Who comments and leaves reviews on TripAdvisor? People whose opinions I wouldn't trust, really. Recommendations I How wouldn't you ask trust. Us. Yeah, but that's right. Today, we stepped out. You kind of literally just walked around and you stumbled in a spot that had 15 different prosciuttos. Homemade fresh mozzarella. We have prosciutto cotto today. I was, that's See, a curveball. Like, <laughs> it's good. It's good so stuff, now, too. So now, next time, when we're all hanging out and someone says, I'm hungry, where do I go eat? Yo, you want prosciutto cotto down the block. That's what it's all about, you exactly know? That's right. why learning Little Italy really is new to me, too, because I never came to Little Italy well, like me, that. Me and LaPic were here maybe before the St. Gennaro Feast, a couple days before. We were here at night, at like 11, 12 at night. I'm like... 
and it wasn't during the feast, and we're like, yo, this is special here. Like, there's something about being yeah. outside over here. Well, you pick up your head and you look around and you just see Italian American everywhere. Yeah. Where else are you gonna get that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of our goal to make sure it's not just during the San Gennaro feast. Yeah. Right. A thousand percent. Absolutely. And you know, I feel like a lot of people are gonna say, well, what exactly are you guys doing here? You're just gonna do podcasts over here? So, John, I would love if you could explain. John, honestly, before we get to everybody thinks we're opening a panini shop. <laughs> I'm like, wait, are you trying to say going up Italian can't do this? I, it's funny. I, I was telling Rob. They just I, love your paninis. We, we put yeah. a, I put up a story, and like three different people were like, yeah, I'm working on Lafayette. I'm like, no, dude, no paninis. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. You just go on the podcast app, and you'll learn. We can have limited edition. You know, you can take them out. Maybe like if the, one of these stores, store. if, one, if this guy wants to let go of one of these. Maybe Listen, if you, if you want to put me in the corner with a slicer, I'm down. <laughs> but good. I feel like almost that I, eventually that would be something we would have to add. But I was almost offended that people think that growing up Italian can't do that. Like, why would your podcast have a storefront? Like, you know, why would you? Mm-hmm. It's about so what's, educate them. You have to educate yeah. them. Yeah. Tell them exactly yeah. why. Well, that's what the, that's what the, that's what a podcast is, right? Like. It, my co-host and partner, Pat, he's a college professor. And at first, he didn't want to do the podcast. And I begged him. And you guys know he knows everything about Italy, Italian-Americans. He's the perfect person for this. And after, like, six months of him getting letters, and he's like, you know what? You gave me the biggest classroom I ever taught in, right? That's what a podcast oh, you does. You, you, you could spread everything. So we're not just going to sit here like just rules and talk on a microphone and then, like, have empty space, although it looks like it now. But, you know, the idea has always been to – not compete with the other businesses, help them thrive, do different things that are not here, or th- or businesses, you know, we work really hard uh, with E. Rossi and company, the oldest gift shop in Italian America. Has every saint imaginable? Every saint, you, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, is that St. Liberato or St. Liberata? Oh, St. Liberata, okay, you know, they know everybody, and, you know, only place you can go find replacement parts for your Maganetta and things like that, I mean, it's been here 110 years, and the idea is that you, there's stuff that can be preserved here and stuff that people need, but there's also stuff that people have never done before. So, I mean, look at all the stuff you guys love to do. I love to do designs, different products. I mean, we want it to be experiential, too. We want people to feel like they're here, not to be pushed for products, but buying stuff that excites them about their heritage and just coming to be around and, and to be present and have a, a home base. That, to me, piazza. that's yeah, piazza. That's it. That's right. So, same, you know, sit, you'd sit down and BS together in the piazza in Italy. We don't have that here, but this corner is the closest thing it's we have. Piazza. It's a piazza, yeah. Going to make it more appealing to the younger generation. Give them a reason to want to come to Little Italy, you know. And one thing I'm looking forward to is that it'll be very easy to get our bigger guests now. Now, if whenever we have a big guest, it's, where are you? Where? Huh? Yeah. Is there parking? Yeah. At least if you know where this is, you say, okay, I'll park there. Yeah. Walk two blocks over. Corner of Mulberry and Grand. After the podcast, I'll go eat over here. Yeah. I'll go see my friend there, whatever. People that have been to Little Italy know how to move over here. Like, if you've been here once or twice, you know how to move around, especially the big Italian American stars yeah. that you've been telling this idea to, and they're like, they can't believe it. And not to mention, too, we've been here all day. We forgot to mention once. This building, this brand new building that we're occupying, this amazing corner of looking out into Italian America, literally, it's also the home of the Italian American Museum, yeah. which is right, you know, door right, door right downstairs. The entrance is here. So there are things to do. There's oh my things gosh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's like this is going to be like the mothership. This is so amazing to me to just be hanging out. 
doing a podcast, look turning around, seeing all these people. We had tour groups passing by before. I think we That's do gotta do the mafia tour though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, look, they look like they're having a blast. I, I would love to know what they're saying. Interested in what he's saying, I'm yeah. curious. I've never been on a New York tour you, in my Pat life. Oh, things? can you imagine Pat doing these tours? Yeah. We should make Pat. What do, do I would, yeah, what do they say? The <laughs> the I saw Pat do 20 minutes on different types of tripe in Arthur Avenue once, and people watched them. They were, you know, they were into it. So he could do this. He could. But I mean, look at all these people. Look at how many people come out. What do you think they're learning about? What do you think they're saying? They're watching us like we're in a fishbowl. Yeah, at least, <laughs> at least four idiots. <laughs> Like, where's well, the people have been looking at us like crazy because um, we're in a bare room. There's pipes everywhere. This is not the official set. It's not done. <laughs> it hasn't even started yet. This is just completely raw, you know, on ground. Everyone just done. finished watching yeah. the Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix. <laughs> They're looking at us like we're crazy. Oh, yeah, we're actually in Jeffrey Dahmer's hideout right now. And, uh, <laughs> it does look we crazy. just want to take some pictures. Season. There's some weird stuff going on. There's I just want to take some pictures, okay? <laughs> Just want to take some pictures. Relax. You gotta have some imagination. To see I just want to do a podcast, like. okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I feel that it's Italian American Heritage Month. We had to squeeze it in. Now. Yeah, I agree with you. Right, right before we get to work and the holidays, um, I think it's a super surreal moment that uh, this is happening, and very excited to what the future holds. Even with Rosella and Pat, once we all get to sit down and put all our ideas on paper and go full force. Um, so excited for that. It's all the different flavors coming together. It's going to be to make a nice sandwich. And yeah. who would have thought, you know, I mean, for the past six years we had grown up Italian. And I always thought to myself, wow, Italians really don't stick together. You know, seeing what, you know, our parents went through, what they faced, what they dealt with. And then, you know, obviously us having different opinions and other uh, Italian groups. We always got along with everybody, I feel at least. I mean, I can't speak for, for everyone here. But... There are differences, and people look at you as competition. So the fact that there is a couple groups of Italians coming together and forming this, I think, is the most special thing of all. Oh, my you know, gosh. We see all these uh, ethnic groups that stick together and wind up being successful. Like, why couldn't Italians ever try and achieve that? And I think this is, for us, definitely a huge step. After a hundred and something years in this country, I mean, all these ethnic groups, they, they do things together. They have, you know, one big group at every event, and... We're arguing about who took the parking spot, and it's like, what yeah. are we doing? What's wrong with us? You know, Here we like, are the Italian American Avengers. <laughs> yeah. you know? I don't know how you. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you do the video stuff if you can like just show that image that he yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. But Didn't you edit that? Yeah, that was, was like, terrible edit though. No, but it's so good. Rock did that in like eight seconds on his phone. Real it, quick. It, it corresponds to the fact that we're sitting at a coffee table with a plastic thing in, in the middle of concrete. I mean, it, it looks like the space does now, but man, was that. Pretty, well, I, that's well, what we it is. talking about doing this. I'm like, listen, I'll bring the audio and video. Just get the table and chairs. Now, at least I know I got table and chairs here. We make yeah. it work. <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah. We got, we got what we need to at least get together and there's get more, stuff done. There's more than enough as far as I'm concerned. And I, I definitely want to keep it like the serious side of the podcast, but I think it's time for us to have a little fun oh, on this one. Good. We always have to add a little flavor. We'll go nice and easy into it. We'll start with Sabino. So, B, if you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life... What would it be? It depends when you ask me this question. You ask me right now, right. I'm going to answer a certain type of way. What do you got to leave for me right tomorrow, now? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like, I would say chicken cutlets. No veggies, no veggies. rice. For what? 
Yeah, you're gonna have chicken. First of your life. First of your life. Nothing on it. What's up with this kid in Shkodol and Beans? Is that what you would pick, Shkodol and Beans? Well, you need. You got a lot of backlash for not liking Shkodol and Beans. Whoever spoke about this Shkodol and Beans. It's we just talk about Twinkie on your podcast. <laughs> that's right. Everyone try to push. I like shuttle and beans. I wouldn't say it's a glamorous meal, you know. It's not. That's that Did lentils. You ever say I can't wait to have shuttle and beans. You know what? I don't know if I ever said I can't wait. <laughs> I know. What's crazy? Was, there's no. There's no nutrients in chicken cutlets. You, you, how are you gonna live a long life? Bro? <laughs> there's protein. <laughs> Oh, just nutrients. straight chicken color? You think he cares about yeah, nutrients? Brock, I gotta be honest, when I'm thinking about my next meal, the last thing on my mind is nutrients and <laughs> yeah, macros. No, not your last cares, meal. Not dude. Your la- Did I say last this meal? Wants me you said only like meal. Only. <laughs> not your well, you gotta you get your super food. I have a power bar every couple hours. <laughs> no, what about you, John? What was last meal? No, no, not last meal. No. Only meal. One meal for the rest of your life. I could say something emotional, like something my grandmother makes it, but honestly, it'd be a pizza. I guess pizza to me. Margarita or like yeah, margarita. I, I, either one, I'll take either one. Like if I'm, you know, like if I beggars can't be choosers, but pizza never gets old to me. What do you say? Pizza's like sex. But you're, when you say pizza, are you saying like a, a brick oven style? I don't York care. Any case, that's the Anything. point. They, people say all the time, pizza's like sex. Even bad pizza's still pizza. That's cold. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's pizza. It's sure. fine. It'll fill you up the belly. Yeah, I don't so care. So are we? You, is it the answer to be vague or it could be broad? Like it's broad. It's like, broad. oh, you're going to him. I don't know. If, if I had to eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be sandwiches. That's specific. You got a lot more flexibility. I asked him, Margarita, New York, and he goes. You could you, you know? assign me. I'll take whatever kind of pizza. You, I mean, nothing on it. Sicilian, it doesn't matter. You got to do chicken cutlet, fresh mutts, roasted peppers. Balsamic glaze. You don't need anything else. On a semolina hero. That's a pretty good sandwich. Right? I could literally so that focaccia eat that. Focaccia or mortadella we just had could be an option. That's, That's really good. Say Simple. Mortadella and focaccia good. make love together. That's yeah. the most Wait, wonderful do you know combination. What made that sandwich for me? The prosciutto cotto. I love Those prosciutto cotto. Both equally amazing. They were different. I think you had a different one than we. The focaccia did. mortadella is timeless. Oh my gosh. See, timeless. I feel like all three of you. Had amateur answers. <laughs> it's like when you, Dave you also created the question, so you had time. <laughs> That's to true. No, no, How long have you been brewing up your like, answer? I'm gonna stump those guys. <laughs> I guess. It's like I'm when, gonna get them. When Dave Porno has guest reviews on, and they say, "Uh, six flat." Like, right, you gotta give a six point something. You know what I mean? You guys are not thinking. You're thinking just one thing. I, I would pick. That's what you said, though. I would pick grilled chicken with white rice and broccoli. Dude, that, oh is, my, that what? is the most That's amateur the most answer I've boring. ever heard in my life. <laughs> you, it's, We're amateurs? What, what do you live at the gym? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Sure I'm I stopped working out the day I met my wife. I want to eat good. I, I don't was talking yeah. fresh mozzarella, roasted yeah. peppers, and balsamic. This guy says, yeah, white rice. Yeah. The way, what Rock was trying to say is that one day I'll eat the rice. One day yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Rock but is thinking. Way, Bro, you got actually the best way because you have... One day chicken color, yeah, yeah. one day mozzarella. Rock was thinking, okay, I want right. to live a long, healthy life. I'm like, nah, I want to no, die, and I want to die, die by yeah, diet. Yes. I want to die with a meatball in my mouth. Just whatever if works. If I'm going to go down, I got to go down yeah. with a semolina in my yeah, hand. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's actually, yeah. yeah. Cover me in right. vodka sauce as they're lowering me into the ground. I want to eat good Bury me in sandwiches. Moment. I don't yeah. care. That's all I care about. All right, we're going to throw into the next segment of this podcast. We got overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. Hey! Oh! How you done? John, we'll start with you because you're the guest today. All right. Gnocchi. That's really tough. I I think it's perfectly rated as like it's half the people 
yeah. like it had. Yeah. I'm gonna say perfectly rated because I think people that are like not Italian think gnocchi's like some amazing explosive pillow of macaroni. Well, we're about potato? Like, <laughs> yeah, potato, potato gnocchi, gnocchi, right? Yeah, and and I think like yeah, how many times a year can you eat that? I mean, you know, it's like polenta for me. Like on the winter time, if I'm cold, I want something. But like. It's not, I don't really want it in the summer from, you know. Yeah, I, never, I can't tell you, uh, I, I don't often say, oh, my God, I could go for some gnocchi right now. No. It's, it's like bottom of the list for me. If I'm like, if I'm at a place and it's on the menu and it's like the best looking option, I'll enjoy it. I'm not saying I, like, I turn my nose at it, but I'm never, I never craved a gnocchi in my life. Agreed. I'll say it's overrated just because people that um, wear like bootleg Gucci shirts with gnocchi on it <laughs> made me hate it. <laughs> And they can't pronounce it right, like gnocchi. Yeah, gnocchi. So that's why I'm gonna say overrated because <laughs> people never had a good gnocchi. And you're the man. You're the man. Bro. I'm just saying. King I love Penny, that answer. I love it. If you call it gnocchi, it's probably overrated. <laughs> it's like you, just, you can't take recommendations gnocchi, from somebody who says gnocchi. Come on, cuz. No. Right. That's why we're here, though. <laughs> that's why we're here. Um, what was next? <laughs> All right, let's take a breath. Uh, next one, John, coming to you. Ravioli. Oh, I, I'm highly overrated ravioli. Wow. I'm really? not, yeah, which, you know, we all Raviolis? come, we all come from the same part of Campania too, which I call the ravioli belt because yeah, exactly. it's <laughs> like, they, I don't know you have to like pass a test to make it before you can leave. But yeah, I mean, we had it so much and we were saying before we make, you know, our people make the big ones. That's a lot and of the what. Sugar and sweet yeah, the, the ricotta to pasta ratio is like I, I don't like I don't <laughs> like much. cooked ricotta. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's you know to me it's I don't know I'm not a ravioli guy I don't like shells and stuff like that. Okay. Give me ricotta fresh on top of something that I'll take. Yeah, what do you think? Personally, I I think they're overrated. Same thing. One big ravioli covers your plate. With the fork. The, uh, yeah. the ricotta has That's sugar That's actually in my it. favorite part, though. The, yeah. the fork. The fork. The, texture, the, the, the clipping. Texture, exactly. Right? Like, the yeah. way it cooks. I would I prefer that over the ricotta part. I will say, when our family makes the ricotta, what they do with the extra trimmings is they just cook it and they put it in the sauce. Yeah. That is what I love. That sounds good. That, to me, yeah. is... I don't even know what... what you would call it. It's they kind of look like diadeli. Mm. Yeah, but those to me are top tier. I'll take that over ravioli any day. Just like a fusita that's not rolled, basically. Yeah, they, right? whatever yeah. they cut off, like when they exactly. lay it out, yeah. and they put that's the cheese, and then dough. they that's that, nice. That's oh my god! And all it is good. is literally cooked dough, and it's fantastic. Clean up aisle four. We're getting used to the space here. All right, John, we got another one. Manicotti, underrated. I think manigotti is a totally different piece. That's how you use ricotta. With the beautiful crepe. My grandma used to make them on yeah, the back of the yeah. pan. That's like a delicacy. That's Those are like pretty much Christmas pasta. Yeah, holiday. Yeah. holiday pasta. Like when you think of Christmas, you think yeah. of manigotti, you know? Because they're so, so, so thin. Yeah. Then the ricotta on the inside. I do feel like of that tier, like that pasta tier of like stuffed pasta... Manicotti is definitely the best. Because so they're a pancake masquerading as a pasta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Preparation is <laughs> the same. Like, I don't, like, they qualify, but you get all that, like, yeah, this is a delicacy. I, I was going to ask you, does your family make it where the manicotti is vertically or horizontally? Because you know, I see a lot of families do vertically and then put the ricotta inside. Get out of town. Like standing. I don't know if that's Metagon. In the oven? I don't know if that's Metagon. It's like a... It, like a oh. it looks like a video you react to. That's when you buy... The <laughs> 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 that is, I'm having that reaction. That's when they buy like the tubes, right? Yeah, like the, yeah, no, yeah. my family... I mean, oh. 
Nobody really makes them anymore. My grandma's gone, but my grandma made the crepe herself on the pan. Every yeah. they were. Oh, you make it from scratch. You know who scratch. made that for me one time in L.A. when I worked in L.A. It was Catherine Arducci. She makes them yeah. off the Catherine charts. Never made this for me. Wow. No, <laughs> when the stu- when me? the studio's done, we'll do we'll do my put a kitchen fall. She was. They were like. They were like my grandmother's. You know, the one way I see a lot of people eat the manicottis, like they put the sauce and then they get like little pieces of mozzarella for each piece to have on top. I never had that. Like uh, tiny, tiny. Yeah, like tiny. tiny little strips of mozzarella. You can melt mozzarella on anything, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, like a, that's like the steam table manicotti. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, that's, that's how we make it. Not because I'm what you guys. It's available on Tuesdays, by the way. No. <laughs> when I, work, I don't really know when it's available. Uh, last one. Stuffed shells. Oh. I... Stuffed shells make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> I, I how, think you hate ravioli. I mean, hate I, I, I like ricotta, but stuffed shells, like, I don't know. Who came up with this? It's a hard... Does your family even really eat stuffed shells? No. I, my family, no. Christmas, no, but... It's popular, it's popular. My grandmother used to make them, but we don't eat them any. Maybe because nobody else agrees with me they're overrated, but, like, the, the shells always stays too hard. I don't hard. want to sound like a sip, but is stuffed shells a real Italian? I have dish? no idea. I don't know. Dude, our family doesn't really eat stuffed shells like that or on my buggy. That's a metagonda. I had a stuffed shells for Christmas Eve. (laughs) (laughs) I had a traumatic experience with stuffed shells. Uh, So back when I went to public school in like fifth grade, they had stuffed shells on Friday. I can't oh. see. I can't, I can't see that. <laughs> yeah, being. yeah. Oh, you can't. Imagine a gaga no. after that. Then. <laughs> it's like the same sauce and like the pizza. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah, oh ever since God. then, I can never look at stuffed shells the same. But people love them. People love them. Right. Like, I want to know what industrial preparation okay? for the call. Did you ever recover? Still recovering. Nah, it's still PTSD <laughs> when I look at stuffed shells. I think of macaroni and cheese when I see stuffed shells, like Velveeta. Yeah, with, yeah that the shells to me a macaroni and cheese dish. Elbows. Elbows, yeah, yeah, elbows. Elbows too. What do you call your pasta? Macaroni. You? I'm adamant about that. Pasta, no? Macaroon. 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 Yeah. So I would say yeah. macaroon. And I say noodles. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked in the neighborhood, somebody, I don't know if it was your mother, your father, who was, somebody in the kitchen was making uh, gavadils with like a meat sauce, like once every couple weeks. This is like 10, 15 yeah. years ago when I was working That's at, the best pasta. Cavadil. Oh, gavadils yeah. the best. Or even like penne like that, like pasta. Well, just pasta red sauce, but. But a homemade. Yeah, yeah. Cavatelli, Cavatelli. Cavatelli, that dish you just said, Cavatelli meat sauce, is Sansa's pasta dish. It's, uh, I would eat it that every is. time you had it. Every August, Festival yeah. yeah. Yeah, the best. Well, they say Cavatelli. Cavatelli, yeah. Yeah, it's, to me, that's like, a, that's home cooking, soul food. And you talk about like gnocchi, and it, but like, it's got the. The density of a gnocchi, a little bit, like a little semblance of it, but it's still a macaroni. I I could eat that all day. That's all I need, really. A little ricotta salad mm-hmm. on top. Oh, right man. on top. That's fantastic. Oh, perfect. Now I'm hungry. So now I got to rethink my, final, my let's final go, plate. Let's go try out one of these restaurants over here. But uh, seriously, um, this is out Sunday. Wednesday, you guys are dropping the version of this with me, you, and Rosella. Yeah. If you guys want to see a little bit more about what's coming up here, Make sure to check out that podcast, Italian-American podcast. And I'm excited to work together. Oh, me too. Really happy we're doing this. I don't know if we should wait till the thing's done with the real studio or just record an echo from every week. I I don't mind. Until now. I I could do this. It's tempting. All we got to do is bring one box and then like two helpers to bring one thing each. Until they start doing construction, then we'll have that around us and everything. But it's so good to be here. It's so good. to. This feels so alive. It just feels right. Yeah, it feels right. right. Thank you guys for tuning in.